It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Happy Tuesday. It is Pushing the Limits. So glad you could join us here alongside Chris Wynn. We certainly have a lot to get to. Republicans are attempting to impeach Joe Biden. We have some Kevin McCarthy audio for you, which is just absolutely hilarious. We're going to play that here in a few minutes. And then, of course, a story that I really haven't talked a lot on this show, this Pennsylvania killer who escaped from prison. He's been out out of prison almost two weeks now. Uh, now police think he has a gun. He's stolen a vehicle. It's a wild and crazy story, and we are certainly going to get to that a little bit later on in the program as well. Chris wasn't here yesterday. It has something to do with Slurpees. We'll get to that. But, Chris, good to see you here on a Tuesday. How are you? Good to see you, Brian. Yes, it is. It is a fat Tuesday with a P-H-A-T. And you know what? First time ever. A little pre-show Slurpy action. Thank you for both of us here. Yes. Um. Uh, th- this I, I gotta. I admit this is actually pretty solid for uh, to start the oh. show off to get a little uh, sugar kick in. And uh, not, I know. I know we're not sponsoring uh, the the, the uh, establishment that we uh, that I acquired these at this, is this morning. But still, it is uh, something that gets the gets the day oh. started. Before we get to the impeachment inquiry and and all that stuff, uh, I will start by telling a story. Why we're talking about Slurpees? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was at Chris's house on Sunday night. Chris had another horrible sports betting day. He lost a three-teamer. Absolutely like, ridiculous. Yeah, he's in a bad mood, okay? So I tried to cheer him up. And, it wasn't uh, just one parlay. It was multiple, multiple. It was, it, was, it, a, it was a rough thing. You yes. had a tough day. So yes, it was understood. Yeah. I said, hey, I'll go to 7-Eleven, Chris. Uh, I'll, I'll get you a Slurpee. He said, okay. So yes. I went and I got him a Slurpee, mm-hmm. came back, and I guess the Slurpee was about three-quarters full instead of being you know up to the brim full. And then for the next 10 to 15 minutes, he started berating me and arguing with me uh, about why I didn't bring him a full Slurpee, and... All right, time out, time out. Numbchuck and PTL Nation out there. This is another one of those situations... He doesn't even let me finish the story. ...where Brian Shapiro is framing a framing the story... He doesn't let to, me finish. And, he, and he, you're, you're, not, you're, not being, you're not being up front about the actual details. I was never, at any, in any way, shape, or form, berating you... Oh, you weren't? ...about this, no. Absolutely how come, not. How come Absolutely the isn't full? I has, I how come having, it's not full? Okay, so okay, no, uh, no, that's not how it went down. Okay, I was first of all, it, first of all, it was just hilarious, and I know we're, we're on the radio here, and you can you can uh, see us on you you can see us on the web, so you can actually see the Slurpees that I did bring in here for Shap today, um, and I have a picture. I mean, you don't have to get. I mean, I I have a picture of it when I brought it in. It was completely full. It was completely full. It was. I never berated I you. Had I never sip. was. I never was actually really upset at all about Nonsense. about the uh, the slurpy situation. Argument. I thought it was funny and I thought it was weird. It was okay, an argument. Can I finish no, the wait, story? Time out, time out. No, because you were framing it wrong. So I'll finish the story. So in actuality, what happened was I thought it was a little bit funny and a little bit weird. So I was like, "Hey, what ha- what happened here?" And so I thought, and we this is this is what probably really happened. This is probably what really happened. Shapiro was probably at at the 7-Eleven, and there's obviously machines at the 7-Eleven, and those of us that all know Shap know his tendencies when it comes to video poker. So he probably had a quick stop 
at that at at the All machine, right. Can I finish and that's story? why the Slurpee was not. I, and by the way, again, this is another one of those. This is another one of those Brian Shapiro. Doesn't let me no, talk. No, no, I don't. Not gonna let you talk because I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the story. So it, even though I fact, started the from story, a, and yeah, but you started me. it wrong, and right, it was, I'm gonna right. be factually no, accurate. Right. It was not. You hear three how angry qu- he's okay, so Time out. You hear how angry I'm not he's angry now. No, I'm just still angry about the Slurpee. I'm not angry at all. You need to get. You need to get. So here's the deal. It wasn't three quarters full. It was absolutely. Halfway full when he okay. brought it out. Right, so right. PTO Nation it out there not. and Numchuck, by the way, I want to get Numchuck in on this. Numchuck, can I finish would my story? Would it be kind of weird? I'm Tom Tem. I'm finishing the story angry, for this you. This is exactly what I had to deal with I'm for ten minutes on Sunday night, okay. yelling at me, not letting me I'm not talk. At you. I'm, I'm, I'm not, very, I'm very like, passionately talking. Just like about you're the story. not yelling out. You see how angry and I'll finish getting... it in like two seconds here. So it wasn't three quarters full. So half, it was half full, legitimately half full. Okay, and so I thought. Hey, a little bit weird. You know, you 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 bring somebody something. All right. And it was a Slurpee that was half full because it had melted. Right. And right. It, instead of instead of being okay. completely full, which is which it was when I brought you this morning. Yes. When I when this afternoon when I came in yeah. and I brought you the brought By you the, the way, Slurpee. I haven't had one sip and it's not full. Yeah, but th- this is this is like a half hour after I bought it. No, okay. It you got here five it, okay, minutes tw- before the okay, show, idiot. Me. Twenty minutes after I bought <laughs> you it. Never at get least. here. Hey, Nub after Chuck, I bought it at least. Numchuck, does he ever so get here twenty so, minutes? So I was just Nub I Chuck, had to fix your framing. Shut up I had to fix your framing of the story. Does he ever get here twenty minutes before the show starts? Be honest. Okay. Okay. Let him answer. Be quiet. Why are you? Why are you? Thank Why are you, you wrong no. about describing everything? <laughs> twenty minutes ago, I bought the thing. Okay, not twenty minutes ago, I got here. All right, you're a lunatic. All right, so yeah. All right, can I? I'm not now? a lunatic. I just described it perfectly. PTL Nation out there. Minutes, okay. And brand numchuck. For twenty minutes, I described minutes, it perfectly. Can I finish? Period. For full twenty stop. minutes, this is what I had to deal with on Sunday night. He but was yes, screaming at awesome. me, angry at me that he, I didn't bring him a full slushy. Uh, you know, so let's take some phone calls on this. Let's see what some people think. Seven zero two. Two two one seven two eight three. What do you Slurpee think about this karma? Yeah, seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Let's start off with Al. Al, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Al, what's the word? Not so what's good. Going down? Not so good. He's he's giving me Slurpee angina. Well, listen, that you should know too. better than to get between a big boy and his Slurpee. Let's just start there. That's actually that is a spot on point right there, my friend. That is that is so that is that is knowledge you, you at the best. You show up. You show up with yeah. inferior product. It's not the correct flavor, probably. Did they have a rainbow flavor? Did you mix them for him? Oh yeah, there you go. You know he needs his sugar rush. <laughs> you know, you know the deal he when you roll into a Seven Eleven. They've got they've got five different he flavors out with that rainbow Slurpee on Facebook. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's true. That's actually very true. I Al, I had to deal with Chris berating me for ten minutes about a Slurpee. Uh, and, and I got so angry, I left, and I said, don't do the show with me tomorrow. Who, this was Sunday night. Who, who, was, who was there? Who was in the room? It Let, was you, me, oh, it was me Brian, story. and my uh, housemate, Mark Nielsen, and I think it was, that was it. Right? And, and it was by the way, the yeah. guy that he was also yelling at all day yesterday, his roommate. Chris was uh, on a Okay, so let me preface this by saying, <laughs> when I yell at people, Al, all right? Usually there is a absolutely valid reason yeah. to do it. Like I don't do it. Okay, so <laughs> we're not going to paint Chris Wynn as just some raving lunatic, okay? No, you are. If I do something, <laughs> all right, if I'm yelling at you, that means absolutely that uh, you must have irritated me in some way, yeah, shape, yeah. or form. And it means that, you know, I'm probably trying to educate you in a very loud way. As to as to so, why you messed up or why you're wrong so the first, or or so why the first five weird. minutes of the show where you were completely against uh, what what Brian said, meaning you it's didn't not against what he said. It, 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 it was again. I, I I'll repeat how I described it. 
he likes to frame things that make it, you know, beneficial to yeah. him in no, certain, I, I at like, certain times. No, I like you to tell feel, the truth. He'll frame. It's not truth. It's it's no, it's not. It's absolutely not. You're a I did not idiot. Bring, it would be. It would be. It would be. Al, you Al, let me what? talk to you. Al, let me talk to Al, Brian. Al, it would be, I would be, yes. You would think I was a raving lunatic if I just popped yeah. off on Chap right away. Yeah, Numbchap had to take his headphones slurpy. off because you're Why yelling. Why would I do that? I Why are you yelling that. so much? Okay, so I'm you yelling. You are a lunatic. By the way, I'm not yelling. I'm, you're I'm yelling very, at the caller. Very, what, did, what did Al do? Why are you no, yelling? Al, you're a lunatic. Al, would you ever think Al, you need to Al. be somebody that would just pop off off in a moment's notice, like instantaneously on somebody <laughs> over something stupid as, as a Slurpee? You think I would do that? Can you let the caller talk? No, man. I just have to well, well, well. Here, here's the thing. I, I think we need to apply a little science to this, mm-hmm. right? He buys it at the Seven Eleven. He's right. driving to your home in hundred plus degree heat. Absolutely not. No, right? No, 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 no. It was like six, seven o'clock at night. It was not. It was not hundred degrees. It was not. Okay. And he was, right. and, well, and we, he was walking well, because it's literally Jeff's a block. Air condition is broken in his car, so it's probably hundred and ten degrees in the car. So it is a hundred degrees. Again, it's important to be factually accurate, right, Al? Right, Brian Shapiro. Brian, it's it's important to be factually accurate, right? You have AC in your car. <laughs> Here's another question. Uh, I, I, know, I'm so trying to does. get this. I'm trying yes. to do this idiot a Facts favor. Facts matter, right? I'm trying to do this idiot a favor, and he has yes, to berate me. Yes, he got me a Slurpee. Me, okay, and because it was half full, that's why it was. I, I, okay, right. so you know what? I'm going to admit one thing, Al. Al, there's one thing I'm you going to admit. You thought he drank it. I you did. I should have showed appreciation. I should have said thank you, Brian, when he brought the Slurpee. But I was distracted by the weirdness yeah. that he brought me a Slurpee that was half full in, the, in one of these big plastic cups, right? I want to. The keep... thing was melted down halfway, so I looked at it. Al, you got it. You got it. Al, you got to be with me on this. Wouldn't Listen, it be? I'm with let, you. Let me ask Listen, you. Al, let me ask you. I'm with let you. Me ask and let me just tell you how much I'm with you. you. Okay, so, okay so calm down. <laughs> you want me to calm down? You're Al, no, wait. Al. You calm down. Let me. Yeah. I, 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 I should. Al, let me ask you the question. If somebody brought you, yes, you you would appreciate it, right? If they brought you, if they brought you a well, Slurpee, right? But if they brought you a Slurpee in a huge plastic cup that was half full, wouldn't you think that's a little weird? Well, I would have framed the question a little bit differently, probably than you did. I would have probably started with you people bring these Slurpees to my house half empty. Makes no sense whatsoever. I would have started with that. <laughs> All right, hey, Al, Al, hold, on, hold on. I can get Stop. on board with that. What do you mean? I'm responding. Hey, Brian, I'm responding to him. He's, he's, he's just, can he's I say something? So, yes, you can, absolutely. But Why let me is respond. he so high strung? That, I can uh, get on board with I that. Want Al I can to, get on board with I want, Al, as you said. I want Al to stay on the line. We have another person on the line, a friend of the show, the owner of Jackson's Bar and Grill, <laughs> oh, is on the hall. Brian uh, Slipok, Brian, are you there? What do you make of all this? <laughs> I am right here, and uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, Chris. Yes. You know that that thing is full of air. A hundred percent. As it sets, it goes down. Absolutely. I know the dynamics, so, Mr. Uh, Brian. Brian, I know the dynamics. That is the Slurpee and, and what happens, you know, in a time period as it, <laughs> as, it, as it is out and about. I get that. Yeah, I get it. So it's settled. And when he brought it back to you, I, I thought it was a nice gesture on his part. hundred percent. It was a wait, time out. Why are you we yelling? Know it was a nice gesture. Okay. We know that. Yeah. We he doesn't say that. that though. He never says but, thank I, you. But, but I just, I just, I just explained. Spoiled it brat. But Brian, you, okay. So you weren't listening. 
I explained on the air that I was distracted from giving you a compliment because of the weirdness of the situation. That's the reason that I didn't you. say thank yeah, you immediately sure. when you brought me the Slurpee. He berated me for 15 minutes like an ex-girlfriend. But, but, but Mr. Slipbox does bring up, you bring up a valid point. Yes, we understand, we know that Slurpees, they are going to melt, you know, over a certain time period. Now look, Shapiro right now, Brian and Al, who's probably still listening, has an actual Slurpee right now in the studio that I brought him, and it still has about three, about, so see, I'm being accurate right now, about three quarters full right now, and it was, and it's literally been a half an hour since the thing was purchased. Since the thing was put in the cup, Mr. Slipbox, and, and, and Shapiro has it here, it's been about a half hour, and it's still three quarters full. So, all right. Well, what do you guys? I'm telling so, you right now, Brian. So you, Brian, you you own the 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 the, <laughs> mo, the premier gaming bar in Las Vegas. Okay, so you are well aware, okay, of Las Vegas and and how th- this city operates. All right. Let me ask another okay, question to Al and Brian, who are on the line, who are mutual friends, who know you. Do you guys think that Chris might be a little backed up? Do you think that might be a part of this at all? <laughs> It depends on what you mean by backed up. You guys know exactly. Well, wait, time out. Yes, you know exactly what chat means. This is, this is yeah. This is. This you guys is know exactly. Let me start with Al. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Al, do you think that could be part of the reason why he's snapping at me? Oh man, it's it's that's a tough one. That's, I, I think not for me. I think. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead I think he's very backed up, actually, and I want to get him a massage. Oh, there we go. There we go. Nothing sexual. Nothing There's sexual. A solution right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. I tipped with a few bucks on the massage. Listen, <laughs> I think that I think the ball cap he's wearing is a little too tight on that big noggin of his today. He needs to loosen up. He needs to be more thankful when his friend comes over to visit, brings him a gift, right? <laughs> Regardless of why it was three quarters of the way full or half full, Mister Win or half, yes. you should have just. You, you know what? You sh- it, look. Brian may have only paid. He may have gotten a deal. We know he is down for a deal 24-7. He probably walked Absolutely. in. The guy said, if you could fill it halfway, I'll give it to you for 50 cents. And that's what you got. Yeah. But still, he used his gas, his time, his money, and sure. brought you a Slurpee. And, sir, you did not appreciate Ungrateful it. Ungrateful so bastard. Yeah, our, our man you're, Al you're is making a ton of sense right now. i got to say, I'm, on, I'm picking up a lot of what you're putting down, yeah. Al. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. I, I can see Chris. It. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Chris. So, Brian, Go so ahead, what Brian. do you think, Brian? Uh, I, I'm thinking two things. Yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, Brian paid by the ounce. <laughs> okay. And secondly, um, uh, I, you know, I, I know the restaurant you work in. Yes. And I know you've been in restaurants your whole life. Mm-hmm. And you've never taken a fryer two off of a plate as you're heading out. You may be a little hungry. You know, a couple. I would uh, never admit to that, Brian. Brian, Absolutely, never admit to that. Okay, well, maybe. That's not saying it didn't happen. I'm just just saying I'd never admit to it. All right. Well, I will. I will say this. I will say this, guys. In closing. I, oh, I, by the way, Brian. I see did, how we just interrupted no, I am again. interrupting you because because I got it's we, unbelievable. We got to add another comment to this, right, Brian? That's what right? I was just doing. I said that to Shapiro. I said, you know what? Hey, were you taking a little sippy sip, little sippy sips, Brian and Al? I'll tell you what I did. Sh- to I'm Shapiro, gonna, I'm gonna and, he, and he, deni- he denies it. Can slip I admit box, something, Mr. Slipbox? So he, that May I admit he something? It. He denied. In, in closing, yeah. here's what I will say. I will admit this. Okay. 
I did stir your slushy a little bit, but I will confess I did not stir it with my hands or fingers. Um, so you could uh, you can go ahead and uh, there's 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 a uh, vision, right, <laughs> gentlemen? Brian Slipbuck and our friend Al DeLeon, thank you well, so much. For, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. One last thing that yeah. that would answer the question as to whether or not he continues to be backed up. I guess you solved that problem. <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I guess I did. Al and Brian, maybe we will see you guys for lunch today. Thank you so much for calling in and taking my side with this ungrateful bastard that I'm sitting across from. Uh, thank you, guys. Good to hear from you. Gentlemen, Appreciate have a good it. Tuesday. All right? Yes. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, guys. Thank I, you. I think we have another caller. Um, okay. I think so, right? We have Fernando on the line. Fernando, what do you make of this whole situation? <laughs> yeah, hey, guys. Um, hey, Brian, next time bring Chris about three 64-ounce Slurpees because the guy doesn't be quiet. He talked about 10 minutes. He, he talked about 10 minutes in a row consecutive on Friday in the guest. I think the guest fell asleep, but he kept on, didn't stop. He wouldn't shut up. Fernando, Fernando, what are you referring to? I don't understand. What, you mean when I was hosting the show by myself? I was talking yeah, 10 minutes straight? 10, yeah, you talked for 10 minutes straight. I, 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 um, I timed you. Yeah, I timed you. And, <laughs> Hey, that's your that, guest fell asleep. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> that I talked for ten minutes. Straight. I'm very Fernando, proud. I'm, I'm so proud glad of my ten minutes. Sometimes speech, uh, you know, Chris says the same things about me. But ten minutes dies. Some, sometimes he's not very self aware. And <laughs> and uh, he, uh, Fernando, I've been trying to tell him that for years. Sometimes yeah. he, just, he goes on these long rants, like even today with the slushy thing. How many times did he interrupt me in the first ten minutes of the show? Okay, no, I interrupted you. I, got, I took over. <laughs> I took over the segment. I didn't interrupt you, and just yeah. just for how many? T- it wasn't how many times. It was one time, yeah. and I interrupted you, and I took over. By I the way, because we had to set the record straight. For the record, I had to. <laughs> I'm telling Fernando, I had to give the correct details of yeah. what went on. That's that's the best way to say it. Ungrateful bastard yes. is what he I is. I believe I believe on Friday you said, "Well, this is my show, not Brian's show." Oh, on see Friday, now, now he's just trying to poke the bear. I can have oh, any okay. who I want on, and I can talk as yeah. long as I want. Yeah, Remember that? Taking over Shap's show. That's what's going on. It's, it's his show. I've got, so, Fernando, you even know that. So, Fernando's funny because Fernando's a friend of the show and he's a friend of many shows. Fernando, you know, he, Fernando knows my deal. I'm, I'm on like 16 shows around Las Vegas on, on a weekly basis. Yeah, it, so, this, yeah. Is, this is his show. Across the world, too. This is, this is, this is his show. Just it like, was my show for about 10 minutes when I just when I just set the record straight on the story. Friday. Listen, yes. listen. Friday. Well, Friday, I was hosting the show. But, Fernando, Friday, I was hosting the show, right? Numbchuck, I was. Did, did show, Chris right? really say it's my show, Fernando? hundred yeah. percent not. No, but I it, believe it, Fernando. Anyway. But we can believe that if you want. You can, you, you, we can, and, Why it, would Fernando it, lie? And it'll be another twenty-five minute segment. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Fernando. It is unbelievable yes, to me that me and Brian Shapiro, right, who are, who are seasoned radio hosts, right? I, I'm, I'm going to pat yeah. his on the back here. We just did basically what twenty. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not even looking at a clock right now. We just did twenty minutes. Yeah. On Slurpee and and Slurpee, a lot karma, longer than your mas- massage. Which is unbelievable to me. A lot. It's, lo- it's got to be a record. <laughs> a lot right? longer than your massage. Right, guys, take care, guys. Sure. Thanks for take care. Appreciate the call. All right, uh, and just for the record, before we take a break, I just wanted to say that my <laughs> yeah. Slurpee is half full right now. It is, and I haven't taken one sip out of it. But hey, that's here nor there. It right? looks about exactly what you brought yeah. to me at my house right Did now. Did you stir it with it with the member as well? It's okay. now. It's actually like forty something minutes. Yes. since it was purchased. Well, here's what we're gonna do. So. We're actually gonna get to some serious. I appreciate the calls. We're going to get to some serious topics coming up next. Um, So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has announced today that he is officially (laughs) starting an inquiry into the impeachment of Joe Biden. (laughs) 
We're going to play that for you coming up next and uh, get your reaction to it and, and give our opinions on that. Uh, and we will see what type of tangent C-Wind goes on next segment. I have a feeling he will go on one. So we will take a quick break. We will be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Locally owned and operated, come on down to Academy of Hair Design located at 5191 West Charleston Boulevard, number 150 today to begin your career in cosmetology. There is something for everyone from cosmetology to nail technology. You will be able to have the hands-on training that is needed to succeed in this career field. Call 702-878-1185 or visit www.ahdvegas.com today. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, also, uh, have to uh, say that uh, we're really looking forward to Monday Night Football parties over at Sapphire. We'll have more information uh, at some point next week on the parties that we are going to be doing over there, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, also want to thank uh, Blake Wynn, who has a big poker tournament coming up the last Thursday in September at Arizona Charlie's. Uh, Blake Wynn with Keller Williams Group. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, please give Blake a call at 702-540-3311. That's Blake Wynn at 702-540-3311. All right, so the biggest um, story of the day, and we've got plenty of things that we're going to be getting to later on in the show, including this this murderer in Pennsylvania that escaped prison. He's been out now for almost two weeks. We'll get to that a little bit later. But House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has announced today that he's calling on his committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, even as they yet to prove any allegations that he directly profited off his son's foreign business uh, deals. It's really mesmerizing and it's unbelievable. And the move comes, you know, increasing pressure from his far right wing uh, morons uh, in office like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and people like Matt Gates and those people that are putting pressure on on uh, Kevin McCarthy to do so, even though there's no real direct evidence that certainly Joe Biden committed any crimes or did anything wrong. If people really have a problem with Hunter Biden taking money um, uh, because of who his father is, then why don't these same people talk about how Jared Kushner took $2 billion from the Saudis or Ivanka Trump uh, taking $700 million from China uh, when she was working in, in uh, President Trump's administration. It's an absolute joke and it's a farce. But what I do want to play for you, and we'll kind of do a stop and go here and talk about it, I would imagine we'll probably be stopping during this audio a lot because uh, it's a joke. But this is Kevin McCarthy, and this is uh, the reasoning at his, his press conference this morning, which was such a joke uh, on why they're doing a an inquiry of an impeachment of Joe Biden. Have a listen to this conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's son's business. Uh, We're going to be stopping a lot, Chris, here, because everything that Kevin McCarthy is saying is a joke. Let me just start with the Biden lie. First of all, that's the gold standard by the Republicans if you lie. And and, and that has not been proven that Joe Biden lied, by the way. But even if it was, let's just say for hypothetical reasons, Joe Biden did lie. 
Donald Trump lied three to four thousand times, I think more than that, when he was president of the United States. So three to four thousand, maybe more. Uh, try like thirty-five thousand plus. Yeah. So it was documented yeah. how many still times he said things that weren't true. Correct. Yeah. Still lies today yes. about the two thousand and twenty election. So right. the gold standard of impeachment inquiries, if somebody allegedly lies about something, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Number two, and I'm just going by the first twenty seconds. There's more of Kevin McCarthy we're going to hear about. Uh, Witnesses say that Joe Biden was on phone calls and had dinners with some of Hunter Biden's associates. First of all, just because somebody, a witness, maybe it could be a Chinese spy or somebody running from the law, because it seems like those are the whistleblowers that the Republicans are, are counting on. Just because somebody said, hey, that guy, Joe Biden, I remember he had dinner with somebody that was associated with Hunter Biden. That doesn't even mean he did anything wrong. There's not even forget about even breaking the law. That doesn't even mean he did something ethically wrong. There's no evidence to prove that. Uh, this is such a joke. It's unbelievable. Well, let me paint the picture, Brian, right here. This is obviously an inquiry, right? So this is the initial process of, of, of impeachment, if you want to call them proceedings in the House of Representatives, right? This isn't a vote yet, right, where they actually have to vote in which you have actual House members who, by the way, there's a large number of House members that are in Biden districts. And what I mean by that, those of you out there that are not familiar with politics and how it works, is that there are Republican House members that 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 won their seats in their districts. But Joe Biden won their district for the presidency. So right now I can fast forward to, to the end of this. And I, I don't know. We don't know if our friend Doug Basham talked about this. But as a Democrat seeing these in this initial process go forth in which Kevin McCarthy is on board with the with the MAGA Republicans, essentially, in the House trying to get this impeachment inquiry going. All right. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's see how this works out for you, Republicans, wait, when it comes to wait. the general election, because you have Republican House members that want no part of voting for Joe Biden wait, for impeachment. I have an inquiry. My inquiry is, up I don't, in this situation. I don't think Kevin McCarthy has a backbone. I'd like a medical no, absolutely. exam. Absolutely. All right, let's continue yeah. with this joke, Kevin McCarthy, House Speaker joke of a House Speaker uh, and his reasoning behind this inquiry. Resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Let's stop it right there. First of all, (laughs) those $20 million in payments that he's talking about, no evidence that any law was broken there. No evidence at all. As far as the transactions that he is talking about, again, nothing in those transactions spells out that the Biden family broke any laws or did anything wrong. Now, if you really want to talk about transactions, Mr. McCarthy, Republicans, if you want to talk about suspicious transactions, why is it I've never heard from Kevin McCarthy's mouth, not the $20 million, the $2 billion that Jared Kushner received proven by the Saudi government when Trump Trump didn't send Mike Pompeo over there. He sent Jared Kushner over there two weeks before he left office. But Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to talk about that. Or again, the $700 million that Donald Trump's daughter made 
during Donald Trump's presidency from China. They don't want to talk about that. And by the way, so long as there's not a law that says you can't take advantage of who your father is or who whoever is that's yeah. the president, then it's not against the law. So if you have a problem with any of these transactions, by the way, no evidence that Joe Biden committed any crimes, but if you have an issue with some of these transactions, or as Kevin McCarthy says, uh, suspicious, by the way, suspicious doesn't mean you broke the law. Uh, I think Kevin McCarthy is suspicious. I think he's having a love affair with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Very suspicious. Um, that doesn't mean you broke the law, okay? Yeah, I think it's a little suspicious that Jared Kushner received $2 billion from the Saudis. That's suspicious. But you'll never hear people like Kevin McCarthy bring that up. And let me toss this out there, Brian Shapiro and uh, PTL Nation out there. Let me tell you something, all right? This is just Kevin McCarthy just feeding some red meat to, to the MAGA base, right? The people love to hear this, of him tossing out media snippets in which he's essentially trying to litigate the case uh, of the case they're trying to make as far as impeachment through the media. When you send out little snippets like this, but when they're, let's see what, let's see what happens, folks, when the rubber meets the road, when they actually have to produce concrete, hardcore evidence that the president of the United States, Joe Biden, is culpable or has committed uh, crimes, so to speak, or th or has done some things in which impeachment is actually uh, something that can become yes, a reality. Yes, agree, Chris. Then, then, then bring, bring something like that, and then we'll see yeah. what happens here. By the way, let me Not just... Not these snippets that, are on, let me you know, just, that he tosses out for the media. I agree. Let yeah. me just spell out some facts here. Uh, the House-led GOP investigations have yet to provide any direct evidence <clears throat> that the president financially benefited from Hunter Biden's career overseas. They have provided zero evidence. Now let's continue with the man with no backbone, the right-wing buffoon himself, uh, Kevin McCarthy, who, uh, who continues here. Go ahead. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role Since to prove that. in Burisma, Go ahead. the Ukrainian energy it, company. Finally, finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption, and they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up 
the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the president and his team. How many times do you use that the word the, the, the A word with the two L's, uh, Mark? I mean, uh, Mark. Mark. Uh, yeah. Let me start. Got, let me start by saying this. The guy, one of the guys that's leading this investigation is a guy by the name of Jim Jordan. Okay. Kevin McCarthy used the term obstruction. Jim Jordan defied a subpoena. And the guy that has continually defied a subpoena when it comes to the 9-11, I'm sorry, not the 9-11 commission, the, the, the January 6th committee, is the guy that's going to be leading this investigation. And Kevin McCarthy talks about obstruction. That's number one. Then he talks about facts. This is a party. As a whole, seven out of 10 Republicans believe that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. And Kevin McCarthy is talking about facts. I find that to be very interesting. Then he says that Joe Biden has received special treatment. Um, folks, there's one you reason can't why. can't make this stuff up. No, you, you can't. can't. There's one I mean, reason why. You yeah. can't. There's, there's one reason why Kevin McCarthy is doing this and one reason only. So he can remain in power. Mm -hmm. He knows that Joe Biden doesn't deserve this. He knows it. He knows that the Republicans haven't found a shred of evidence to prove that Joe Biden made money off of his son's business dealings. He knows it. They would have found it by now. They can't find anything on Joe Biden. The one reason why he's doing this is to appease the alt-right lunatics like the Lauren Boberts and the Marjorie Taylor yes. Greens and the Matt Gates because they want to out Kevin McCarthy. And if he doesn't do this, they are going to take him out of office. That is the only reason why Kevin McCarthy is doing this. He has sold his soul to the MAGA party. That's what he has done because he has no backbone. Now, if you people out there want that are MAGA supporters want to say, look at what the Democrats did to Donald Trump. Look at this. Well, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. If you disagree with those two impeachments, Donald Trump is facing not one, not two, not three, 91 felony counts. So I think if we look back on history, history will tell us the Democrats did the right thing. Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and several other Republicans did the right thing. Because Donald Trump, I guarantee you, within a few years, is going to be a convicted felon. That is why Donald Trump was impeached twice. And I also guarantee you, Joe Biden will not even be charged with a crime. He will not. It's not going to happen because there's no evidence to prove that there was evidence back then, which is why they impeached Donald Trump twice. And it's why now he's facing 91 felony counts. So don't start with me about, oh, look at what the Democrats did to to Donald Trump. It was a farce. And for those of you that actually read the Mueller report that think it was a nothing burger, many would disagree with you. And there were some examples of obstruction in there. So, again, Kevin McCarthy has no backbone. The Republican Party is going to lose their power because of this and many other reasons. And it's pretty simple to me that Republicans don't care about your health care. They don't care about your wages. They don't care about really anything that involves you getting help from the government. They don't care about any of that stuff. What the people like Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy are spending time on is this scheme to try to impeach Joe Biden. They haven't passed any bills. They're not doing anything to help the American people. All they want, to, they're obsessed with Hunter Biden's penis. I think that's pretty clear here. Um, they're obsessed with his laptop. Um, they're obsessed with transgenders. They're obsessed with uh, attacking the LGBT community. 
They're obsessed with using the term wokeness, the Ron DeSantis's of the world. What have Republicans actually done to help you? What has Kevin McCarthy actually done to help you? Now, you can disagree with Democrats until the cows come home. You can disagree with Joe Biden's policies. You can disagree with Democrats on a number of issues, and that's fine. But the Democrats have been coming up with solutions to problems, and the Republicans have literally passed nothing. The guy who's running this investigation, Gymnasium Jordan, is a guy who's never passed a bill in his life. Well, James Comer is running the investigation, right? James Comer. Jim Jordan, second in command. Okay, so he's second in command. Correct. Correct. But Comer's the one running it. Uh, A couple comments, Brian. Yep. First of all, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy's between a rock and a hard place. You just basically set the blueprint of what's going to happen in 2024, and you uh, gave details regarding how Democrats are going to approach this. Democrats are going to run on this, okay? The MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives that are spearheading this inquiry, right, and impeachment, if it even, and if it goes further, right, it, the Democrats are going to use this till the cows come home in 2024. Uh, through and, and it's going to, it's you. You mentioned Kevin McCarthy's doing this just to keep power. Yeah, I would say that, but he's just going to keep power for a short period of time, i.e., the next 12 months, because it's going to screw Kevin McCarthy, and the House of Representatives is going to flip back to the Democrats. Because the Republicans in those, what I just talked about 10 minutes ago, all right, in those districts in which Republicans won that are Biden districts, those Republicans are going to get ousted. They're, they're gone. And so the House of Representatives is going to flip back to the Democrats in 2024. That's not Chris Wynn's opinion. It's not Brian Shapiro's opinion or anybody's out there. That's what's going to happen. So he's, yeah, keeping his power for a little bit. That's why it doesn't make any sense. But when I say he's in between a rock and a hard place is because that's, yes, Kevin McCarthy feels he needs to be on board with this because he needs to keep power for the time being as the House Speaker and, and for the, and until, until the 2024 election. I think he's going to try to figure out maybe a way for, to, to not have this go forward any further to probably to even a vote. And there's, again, as I pointed out, there's a ton of Republicans, Republicans, moderate Republicans, not Marjorie Taylor Greens and, the, you know, the, the far right, you know, the James Comer, Jim Jordan people. I'm talking about the moderate Republicans that want no part of this of this impeachment vote at all. OK, the vote is going to be the one that would be obviously be important because that and if you want to go, if, if, if I want to take a cheap shot as a Democrat, which I kind of will right now. OK, I'm going to take a cheap shot. Uh, you want to go scoreboard? Because what Brian was just talking about as far as Donald Trump, right? You want to scoreboard it even if Joe Biden were to get impeached, which he's not going to be. Joe Biden will not be impeached. OK, it's not going to happen. But even if he did, even if he did. It'd still be two to one, Donald Trump. Well, that to is Joe true. Biden. And right now it would yep. be a race between Donald Trump and Joe Biden for the 2024 presidential race. And Donald Trump is going to has two impeachments on his scoreboard and Joe Biden would have one. And then, oh, by the way, as you pointed out, Brian Shapiro, uh, all these little four indictments going on all over the country. Give me a break. I mean, it's just it's laughable at this point. Number to call 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation is 702-221-7283. Let's go to Colby. Colby, what's going on? Yeah, I just, I wanted to speak to the MAGA Republicans out there that have been crying for the last couple of weeks about Hawaii, Hawaii this, Biden only gave $700 here, this, this. You're telling me a Republican-led House of Representatives who were elected to represent us Come back from this summer break 
that we the taxpayers paid them for while they were on summer break, come back, and instead of putting a bill on the House floor about a relief effort for Hawaii, they put a fake bill about some impeachment against Biden. Yeah, I think it's... I think uh, that's absolutely crazy that all these MAGA Republicans have been just crying about this $700 thing, which, by the way, is the limit Biden was allowed to send because he's not in the legislative branch. He's in the executive branch, which people fail to realize that. The House controls the federal budget. Congress controls the federal budget. And right now, Republicans have the power to help Hawaii. I agree. Uh, I think, uh, so Colby, to your point, and, and I agree with you, I think Republicans at this point are desperate. They're desperate on attacking Joe Biden with anything they can find, even if it's not true. Example, you bring up a valid point with what took place in Maui. The reason why Joe Biden, and I think you know this, I think we all know this, didn't go there the next day, and I defend him on this one, is because he didn't want to get in the way. They're trying logistics, to recover bodies. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, logistics, exactly, Chris. And he well, went there a week later with well, his of wife. Course, yeah. yeah. And then, if you could talk you imagine, about the governor, you, you, know, you, you could just ask the governor there. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Biden and the government, they've given them uh, what they've asked for, and they're going to continue to help them. And then they're, the, this, this is what drives me crazy, guys. <laughs> MAGA country. They want to say, oh, the Biden should have been there the next day. Well, if Trump was there, he would have been throwing out paper towels and MAGA hats. You know, you've never seen Joe Biden go to a uh, a horrible travesty, uh, you know, a horrible incident and throw out malarkey hats or make it a campaign rally. That's what Donald Trump does. But for some reason, some of these Donald Trump supporters think that that would be a great thing if if Joe Biden showed up the next day making it a campaign rally. No. Joe Biden didn't do that. He showed up a week later with his wife, spoke to the victims, spoke to the families, did the appropriate things that a leader should do. Joe Biden's not perfect, but Republicans are searching. And that's when it comes to this uh, uh, impeachment inquiry, which is a joke by Kevin McCarthy. The problem is these elected officials are not doing anything to help you and me, Colby. They're not they're not trying to pass laws and and help the American people, whether it be lower taxes or get you health care you can afford Whatever the case may be, they're not doing that. They're, they're starting up the culture wars. They're talking about wokeness. They're attacking the LGBT community, and they're trying to scheme something together and some lame excuse to try to impeach Joe Biden. And guess what? It ain't working. Most of the American people are, are, are not on board with this, including, by the way, Kevin McCarthy behind closed doors. And uh, it's a joke. And Colby, to your point, right? Yeah. Regarding Colby, to your point regarding this, right? This is a gift to the Democrats going into 2024, because what you just said is extremely valid. The idea that you're coming out in the, in, in the fall session and you're, and you're the House representatives, and the first thing you're going to do, the first thing you're going to do when there's things out there that do matter, like Maui and other, and, and other things. And oh, by the way, the government's about to shut down in 11 days, right? And so the House also has to deal with that as well, too. The Democrats, this is a gift for them in 2024, Colby, because they are going to absolutely, this is going to be put forth by them saying, Republicans, this is what, this is the first thing you want to deal with. It is an utter waste of time. I, I completely agree. And to another uh, quick point, most MAGA Republicans are new, you know. They only started being uh, in politics around 2016. They followed Trump because he was some sort of icon to them. 
a leader to them. They don't. Most MAGA Republicans can't even name the three branches of government. They have no idea how the government works. And the House of Representatives is elected to represent the American people, like you are saying. They're there to help us to make laws for us that would benefit us, the American people. And I'll end on that. Colby, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. 702. Yes, sir. Thank you. you. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, is 702-221-7283. Here is the reality of this. House Republicans have been investigating the president for nine months now. It reminds me, and I'm going to remind all of you about something called Benghazi. And this is important. We lost four individuals in that horrific tragedy. Absolutely. Wish they were here. Terrible tragedy. Hillary Clinton was blamed and was called a murderer, lock her up, murderer, for a very long time. So what did the Republicans decide to do? They decided to investigate. Didn't have a problem with that first investigation or the second investigation or the third investigation. I had a problem probably with the fourth, the fifth. Wait a minute. You, did, you didn't have a problem with the second or third one? Um, I mean, I mean I'm being on. a little facetious, yeah. but there were nine investigations, nine, mm-hmm. led by Republicans into Benghazi. Oh, yeah. And by the way. Hillary Clinton testified under oath. They found nothing. That is exactly what is going on here. History will prove to us that the two impeachments of Donald Trump were very worthy. The evidence proved it. And that is why he will eventually be a convicted felon. And I understand he's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And Donald Trump will have the ability to defend himself. But I guarantee you, Put a stamp on it with the 91 felonies that he is facing. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's the inevitable. Four, yeah, and the four yeah. indictments that he is facing. Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon. Mark my words, he will be. So don't cry to me, oh, they shouldn't have impeached Donald Trump when the guy that you still support, what does it say about the Republican Party today? When people on that stage that are running for president, not all of them, there are a few people with some decency. Raise their hand and say, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, we will support him as president, regardless of whether he's a convicted felon or not. Republicans call themselves the party of law and order, yet they are still willing to support a convicted felon. Forget about all the horrible things he said and the horrible things he's done in his life. That's not against the law. We're talking about felon here. Felonies. 91 felonies. But Brian, you know the deal. This is this is the M.O. when it comes to look, this is not all Republicans we're talking about, but this just is the you know, uh, it's it's the MAGA portion that is that has hijacked the party. Those are the people that are on board with this kind of stuff. Look, substance matters, right? Actual evidence and facts matter. Sure. And they should matter. Right. Unfortunately, it, for some people that especially some people that are in the United States government now, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. All right. Alternative facts are an option to them. It, it, they're, they're, you know, ideas. You just brought up Benghazi, right? There's still people that there's still tin foil hat wearing MAGA right winger Republicans out there that still think Hillary Clinton is a murderer. They still think that she is culpable when it comes to Benghazi. Absolutely. In 2020, in September of 2023, there's still people out there that still believe that nonsense. Yeah. All right. So, Look, I mean, it, you can see it coming a mile away, Brian, and I, I mean, it's unfortunate. And I look, I heart when I'm on this show once a week, you know, and I and yes, I get loud and I get passionate and I start talking about this kind of stuff. Um, 
and I, I'm very repetitive, and it's 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 kind of pathetic that I have to be repetitive. But uh, they're they're just the Republican Party is no longer the party of law and order. It's no longer the party that cares about facts. It's no longer the party that that cares about credibility. You talk, talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump. The idea that Donald Trump has 91 charges that he's facing, and that he's that he that he's going to get off scot free, is beyond preposterous. Yeah. Also, then you look at the other side of it. So you just kind of described it in a nutshell. Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon, most likely before the 2024 election. But Republicans already have a baked in idea of why they're still going to support him. And that's why you see in Iowa, right, and New Hampshire, even in states where it's where he's not necessarily the, uh, you know, there's a ton of love for him. He still is polling at 49% in a state like Iowa, right, where he has issues and where he got booed out of the stadium, basically, at that Iowa-Iowa State game over the weekend. But I digress. They still are making the case, Brian Shapiro, that even if he's a convicted felon, yeah. he should be our guy. But it's let's unbelievable. Be, but let's it's be unbelievable. Clear, but let's be you know? clear here. Um, Republicans now are putting into this impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden because he may have been on a phone call with one of Hunter Biden's business associates, even though there's no evidence that Joe Biden made any money or broke any laws. But they're focused on that. Meanwhile, the front runner of them, the face of their party is literally facing 91 felony counts in four different indictments. But this is what they choose to focus on. I don't know. I, I, I'm just being honest with you. I don't know how you can be a Republican today I, and, and vote for these people. I just don't get it. Number to call. 702-221-7283. Again, the number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, agree or disagree, we will happily take your call and get your take on this. Uh, we're covering the breaking news. Kevin McCarthy this morning, an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, the president of the United States. Uh, why? Well, in his press conference, he said Joe Biden lied. By the way, there's no evidence 100% that he lied. Uh, and that... Uh, witnesses say he was on phone calls and had dinners with some of Hunter Biden's associates. Again, they've been investigating uh, Joe Biden for uh, almost a year now, and they have yet to provide any direct evidence that the president financially benefited from Hunter Biden. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Carl. Carl is next. What's up, Carl? Hey, uh, Brian and Chris. Uh, but it's only take quick 30 seconds. Uh, I know you're pushed a little. The whole thing just boils down to one simple matter. They're trying this McCarthy thing and everything. They're trying to take the heat off of Trump by doing this. It's simple as that, period. Well, you know what, Carl, what you just said, Hunter Biden's attorney kind of echoed that. Hunter Biden's attorney said, quote, said, quote today, Mr. McCarthy has shown he will do anything to hold on to his gavel. And today he doubles down with some form of impeachment first, reason second process. <laughs> I mean, it's just I agree with that 150 percent. It's absolutely yeah. absurd. It's an embarrassment to the country. And um, what they should be doing is focusing on how they can win some elections. This isn't the way to do it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Trump to have contacted some of these people and said, either you do what you're doing or I'm going to release some information about how you help me in certain illegal matters. Yeah, I mean, that that could be possible. I don't know if that happened, but here's what we know for sure. The uh, alt-right Republicans in office like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world are the ones that are putting the big pressure on Kevin McCarthy, and they will not support him unless he does this. We know that for sure. I'm not saying yeah. what, what you just said isn't true. It very well could be, but I think Donald Trump has bigger fish to fry right now. He's got to well, worry about uh, going to jail, which, by the way, I think is a legitimate possibility. 
Well, one last thing. You shouldn't really pick on people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, it's not nice to pick on the mentally ill. So, well, that is I true. Just, I apologize, but, Carl. You're, you, I, I agree with you on that. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, and Carl, call, Carl, Carl with a rare zinger right there, right, Brian? I, li- I like it. Tossing out there. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Carl. I appreciate it. Again, that number. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you're welcome to give us a call at 702-221-7283 is the number to call. We'll take some phone calls on the other side. What are we talking about today? We got Chris Wynn in the house. I'm Brian Shapiro. Kevin McCarthy announcing this morning that he is putting in an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. And his reasoning behind it, he claims that Joe Biden lied and that there are witnesses that claim uh, maybe there are witnesses that are, you know, against go, go, going against, uh, you know, the law running from the law themselves. I don't know. But anyway, um, he claims that Joe Biden was on some phone calls and some dinners with some of Hunter Biden's associates. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this with more of your phone calls. 702-221-7283. Uh, you're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. The London Bridge Resort in Lake Havasu is the perfect place to vacation in style. Their beautifully designed suites include stunning views, a kitchenette, and free Wi-Fi. The well-reviewed and affordable resort has tons of amenities, including a breakfast buffet, kids' camp, a nine-hole golf course, three pools, a marina, boat tours, a water slide, and a great nightlife scene. London Bridge Resort is centrally located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Go to LondonBridgeResort.com to plan your getaway today. London Bridge Resort, your Arizona oasis destination. Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. Big Dogs Brewing Company, open 24-7, is an award-winning brewery, a full-service catering business, and a fun, smoke-free brew pub restaurant with a full-service bar, including over 35 craft beers on tap, 35 multi-denomination slot machines, the best gaming promotion, and a lively, dog-friendly outdoor patio. Big Dogs Brewing Company, 4543 North Ratchet Craig. Find out more at BigDogsBrews.com. 
right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to tell you guys about my good friend, Brian Slipbach, his beautiful wife, Robin, the owner of Jackson's Bar and Grill located at Flamingo and Jones. Man, they got some great promotions this month, especially on Sundays. But uh, I was there actually yesterday. I played a little bit, had some fun. Man, I had it great meal there. The lunch, the food there is unbelievable. And then on Wednesdays, you could spin the wheel up to four times to win up to three grand. I know C. Wynn is a big fan of Jackson's Bar Grill as well, so please check them out at Flamingo and Jones and tell them I sent you. So this is a big story, and I was telling Chris yesterday as we were watching, as he was yelling at me because of the Slurpee, uh, we, were, we were watching um, <laughs> the news about this uh, Pennsylvania killer who escaped, and this is like a, a movie. Right. This, 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 it's going to be made. Right. Brian Shapiro. Yeah, I mean, this is like a Hollywood script. Yeah. Right. Let me just give people an update on what I'm talking about. If you don't know, uh, Pennsylvania killer who escaped from prison. He escaped two weeks ago and there's video that's circulated all over the place on how he did it. He looked like Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, well orchestrated. He uh, somehow Spider-Man's his way up to the uh, the roof of this uh, jail, which clearly wasn't very secure. And I know at least one person's already been fired, and he went through barbed wire. He went through really ev- uh, several different checkpoints, and he escaped. This is a guy who killed his ex-girlfriend and stabbed her 28 times. This is a violent criminal who's also wanted for murder in his home country, which I believe is Puerto Rico, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Brazil. Uh, Brazil, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so the Pennsylvania State Police, well, let me put it to you this way. They haven't done a great job, and here's why I say that. First of all, that small town has been terrorized. Imagine living in a small city, and I would never want to live right near a jail to begin with for this reason, but imagine living in that city knowing that you have a man who was already a convicted murderer, stabbed somebody almost 30 times, out and about beyond desperate, I would imagine willing to take his own life to do whatever it takes to survive, and and willing to probably take other lives down with him as well. And imagine being in that city... And, and police say, well, just make sure you lock your door. And even if I have a gun, I'm scared beyond belief. I'm scared for my family, and I'm getting the hell out of that city until they find this guy. Or at least I'm going to give it a couple weeks. He's already broken into several different homes. He's taken food. He's taken money. He's taken clothes. But now, here's where it gets very complex, Chris. Several days ago, he stole a van. Now, why anybody knowing that you have a killer out there would leave your van unlocked with the key in the car is beyond me in itself. Very ignorant. But he steals a van, drives it 27 miles, which is a huge problem. First of all, how do they not have checkpoints all around the city? How is that possible? Clearly, he was able to get past a drive for 27 miles. How the hell did that happen? He takes this van, Drives it as far as he can go, which 27 miles is a ways when you're talking about trying to find somebody that escaped prison. So first they said it, he was within a one or two mile radius. Well, not anymore. He takes this van 27 miles till it runs out of gas. Now we've learned he's stolen a rifle. So he has a weapon. So here we have a guy who's a convicted murderer, at least one murder, probably two, who has money. He has clothes. He's shaven. He's broken into multiple homes. Mm -hmm. Police have been unable to find him, and now he has a weapon. 
So I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to. This guy could be absolutely anywhere. He could have jumped on a train. I will say this about this guy, and I'm not saying this in a positive light because he's a murderer. He's a killer. And I, and I, would, I wish he could get the electric chair. But this guy knows how to survive. This guy ha- clearly has some skills on how to survive uh, with nothing. And shame on that prison. Shame on that facility for allowing this guy out. And if anybody gets hurt, and I hope that doesn't happen, and I hope they get this guy, but if anybody gets hurt or sadly loses their life, that prison has blood on their hands. Yes, we blame the person that's responsible, but that prison has blood on their hands. He has friends in that area. That's another thing that concerns me. He used to work in that area. We already know that he's already knocked on the door of several people that he used to work with that he knows personally. Now, luckily, uh, apparently, they, he didn't have any interaction with them. But police have made it very clear. If you help a, a, a fugitive, you're, you're going to jail yourself. This is very scary. And it's also unacceptable and embarrassing no, on two different fronts. Number one, the prison... Uh, guards not not being able to get this guy or, or allowing this to happen in the first place. It should never happen in this country. That's number one. What an embarrassment. And what about the police department? Now, I understand the police there. It's not their fault that he escaped. How do you not find this guy? And how do you not immediately put checkpoints and roadblocks at every single area within a couple miles you have to do that, and they didn't do that either. I think it's embarrassing. Let me respond to a couple things, though. Um, look, it, it, we need to preface this by saying that, Brian, you and I are not experts when it comes to logistics as far as law enforcement and apprehension of fugitives, right? I mean, I, look, it was, it was actually initially, what, a four-mile perimeter, Correct. I believe, and then, of course, that was breached. Um, the details in all this are rather extraordinary, right? You, you, you touched on a number of the details, right? The man... Does a crab walk out yeah. of the building, uh, you know, up a wall? How is a building not secure through the roof in which the individual, for, you know, is getting out? Then uh, another detail that you brought up to me yesterday, the, the guy apparently went through multiple levels of barbed wire right. fencing Correct. to get out yep. of the prison. That's just to get out of the prison. Now, uh, you know, look, again, I, we don't know the details regarding law enforcement and their procedures as far as apprehension of a suspect like this and as far as like perimeters and exactly how they're going about it. But apparently he has breached that four mile radius. Right. So now it's expanded out and it's it's I believe now it's 25 miles. It might be more because that was last night. The latest details that I saw where it was, I believe it was a 25, maybe a 30 mile radius. that now because of the fact that he did steal that van and. There's, I mean, when I talk about extraordinary details here, he's broken into multiple homes. There's been situations in which, uh, you know, uh, people that live in those homes, this, this perpetrator has been in the home with them when they've been awake, like in the house. Then, of course, what took place as far as him acquiring the firearm, the person f- apparently fired multiple shots at this guy. Right. Last, as he's, last night. At, yeah. Just after he stole the rifle mm-hmm. from his house. Right. So there, it's not, it's not, clear obviously because we don't have details whether or not this guy shot or not yet he's still able to kind of evade law enforcement it's all kinds of ethan hunt tom cruise from mission impossible this guy like like he's a cia operative or something that he's still actually on the loose um 
And now, yes, the, the stakes are much, much higher that this guy has a weapon now. Now that he has a gun, it, 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 it turns into Brian Shapiro, a best case scenario, worst case scenario situation. Yeah. Best case scenario, they apprehend him and he either kills himself or doesn't kill himself and he's faces justice. Absolutely. The worst case scenario, obviously, is more people get killed and it's just an absolute utter tragedy and then then of course this focus will shift on law enforcement and 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 the mistakes that they made here again i don't want to refer to specific mistakes uh because i don't i'm not someone who's familiar with exactly what the details are as far as apprehending a fugitive like this and as far as perimeters and all those kinds of things but i will say this it's a wild story and i hope the best case scenario works yeah, out so here a new, instead uh, of the worst. And there's a new description of, of him now. Okay. Uh, we know he's a Hispanic male, roughly 30 years old, five feet tall, uh, blue pants. He's Pictures wearing. all over the place. Yeah, yeah all over the uh, place. He's carrying a yeah. 22 cutoff rifle with a scope and flashlight and 10 round magazine, which is very, very serious. Um, so this is not good. Not good. So, Brian, so, let me toss something out. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm so last night, the green hoodie yeah. was found. Yeah, yes. yeah, they found yeah. that you're right. Yeah, so that's, that's another detail. So that's another detail, and that's and yeah. that's another issue because we know that he has uh, a bunch of clothes, right? He's got a backpack. I would imagine he has some money, mm-hmm. and you know he walks into a random gas station or a supermarket. Not at, not for the most part, people probably are not going to recognize him. No. Um, he's going to be able to get food, and here's see here's the big issue here, Chris, and I think you'll agree with me on this. You know he's very fortunate that he was able to find a car with the keys inside unlocked. That guy, what a, what a, what a ignoramus. That's, that's the thing. So you uh, made that point, Brian. You made that point yeah. three minutes ago. There is media all over the there, uh, yeah. television, radio, beyond the right. web about this situation. So I don't understand. Look, I don't understand how in that area people are leaving car keys in their vehicles. They're leaving their weapons uh, in places where they can be stolen. Look, you and I, right? You, Brian Shapiro. Justin Chuck, Chris Wynn. I, I couldn't if I go in if I'm if I'm here in Vegas, I I mean, I would have to be lucky to to fight to, to be able to go into to, to, to even just just randomly be able to go into somebody's house and find a weapon to acquire right. and go, you know what I mean? Like there's yep. it's it's just kinda again, so these are extraordinary details so that's that got, just don't happen every day. Right. He they got just a, don't happen every day. He got extremely lucky, but now yeah. here's where yeah. the situation has gotten far more complex and dangerous. Is that he has a weapon on him. So now he doesn't have to get lucky and find a car that just happens to be open. Just carjack somebody. Uh, right. He now all and he probably has already done that, I would imagine. Yeah. Now now somebody will report that, but here's the problem. After the fact. Uh, he carjacks yeah. somebody, yeah. he has a gun, he could hold somebody uh, you know, captive. And once he leaves that state and ditches a car and and, and and you know goes on a train or whatever he does, he knows people. Somebody will eventually probably help him. And then it's going to be impossible for police to find him unless by chance or by luck. So they had their opportunity earlier when he didn't have a car and he didn't have anything. And, he, and, he, and you know, he's just surviving in the wilderness. And now he has a weapon. Uh, this is a listen. I like to call out great police work and I love to call out heroes and those that yeah. risk their lives every day. And I do that on this show all the time. This is really bad police work. First of all, whether he stole a car or not. How do you not have that checkpoint secure and allow this man to get through one of your checkpoints? I would suspect maybe he got past one of the checkpoints. I don't know. But 
this is really bad police work. This is horrible security at the prison. That goes without saying, right? And by the way, one person losing their job is not enough. Not enough. Um, multiple people need to lose their jobs. My concern right now with police officers, I don't want anybody to get hurt or die. If this man takes his own life, fine, so be it. One less murderer on the planet. I'm worried that's not going to happen. I'm worried there's going to be some sort of gunfight or he's going to hold somebody hostage. This is a very dangerous individual who also just happens to be very skilled. We've learned that. Yes, and very cunning, right? This yeah. is a cunning guy, a smart guy. Yes, I'll say it's smart. Look, though, again, I, I'm referring to worst-case scenarios, right, Brian? He absolutely could carjack somebody, get out of state, Right or get or get out of two states. He could have have the person. He could he could carjack somebody. Ha, held them at one person at gunpoint. Right. You could, he could he could he could he could scope out cars that have one driver. Right. Uh, and and at a stoplight, fucking. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me for using my language. But uh, he could he could he could grab somebody, have them make them drive. Right. And then uh, and then and then <laughs> the worst case scenario would present itself in which he would you know he could he could kill that person. Right. And then. It would make it even that much more difficult, Brian, for law enforcement to actually find the guy, or, you know, and and make it because because the person is deceased. There is so many just awful, tragic scenarios that could play out here yeah. that we hope do not happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, and and it's uh, this is very scary. I feel for the people in that community. Um, Obviously, I wanted him to be captured, and now it's worse because now you have no idea where this guy is. When, when someone drives 27 miles away, they could mm -hmm. be absolutely anywhere by now, especially when he has a gun and when he has clothes. This guy knows that if he's caught, not only is he never getting out, but he's never going to be able to escape again. He'll probably put him in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. I, I, I'm going to say this. I don't think there's any chance that he's captured alive. Mm -hmm. I believe he's either going to take somebody down with him and then maybe take his own life or maybe they won't capture and find him at all. Okay. We're not talking about the 1940s. We're not talking about, you know, escape from Alcatraz. We're, we're, we're talking 2023 in 2023 with what this country has available to them with security and technology. This cannot happen, especially we're not talking about a minimum security prison. We're talking about a prison that holds people like this guy, murderers. And the fact that they allowed this to happen can never happen in this country again. This is disgusting. And this isn't the first time. Do you remember, Chris, a couple yeah. years ago, we had another convict that was on the loose with a, with a, with a security uh, guard at the prison who was having a romantic relationship mm -hmm. with him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, he, he, now, he was eventually caught. The security guard who helped him uh, was eventually killed. And I don't remember if she died in the car accident or maybe he shot her. I don't know. But this can't happen. It can't happen. And again, uh, there are stories of people saying that, you know, this guy was in their home. Uh, you want to talk about a scary situation. The fact that this guy has made it this long is, is this is going to be a, a Hollywood movie. Sadly, this is real life, and people's lives are at stake here, and I hope they find this guy and get him. Um, the only way there's going to be no loss of life here is if it's great police work, and they somehow find him somewhere when he's caught off guard, and they just tackle him and arrest him. Uh, that's the only way nobody's going to get hurt here. He's not going to go down without a fight. And for all we know, he can be in Las Vegas right now. 
he could have he you know probably not uh yeah just just but but probably not. here's the but, thing that i worry about well, there's a lot of things i worry about but it's not too hard for somebody to jump on a train jump on a train which this guy i think is more than capable of doing and then all of a sudden he's in another state cops have no idea where he is now they know where he was last night they have no idea where he is right now he could be anywhere he could be in a car with a passenger. He could be holding someone hostage. He has a gun. That's why people are saying this is a game changer, the fact that he has a gun. Um, and like I said, this is a Hollywood movie in the making. I mean, this is this is a crazy story. I just pray that that nobody is hurt or killed because that would be terrible. We hope this comes to a good ending. Uh, I hope I can be talking about that on this show because this is really scary. We're to a point now, Brian, where... We're going to have to t look at the priorities. Priorities are this, right? You, 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 made, you, you had a lot of comments regarding law enforcement, right? And mistakes mm -hmm. that have been making, Correct. made. Yep. Yep. Not the priority right now. The priority is to neutralize or to apprehend this suspect. That's the priority. And, 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 to, and to somehow avoid any worst case scenario situations. That should be the priority right now. What you're talking about regarding mistakes made by, by law enforcement, that's something that's going to come out in the wash. That's something that after, after the fact, we can, we, there, it, you're, there's absolutely going to be a look back on that and people are going to look at the details and say, and, and if, if people made mistakes in which they should be terminated, right? Or relieved of their duties or, you know, uh, didn't follow procedure, then that's going to, that's going to come out at, at the end of this. But right now, it's about apprehending this guy. Yep. It's not about necessarily focusing right now on the mistakes that law enforcement made. It is, it has become uh, utterly apparent, I think, that there has been mistakes made by law enforcement. But right now, it's about, it's about getting this guy because otherwise, because there, there are so many things bad that uh, can happen. And as you, as you pointed out, and as, uh, you know, multiple media outlets have pointed out, now that he has a gun, it's all different now. And let me just be clear of how dangerous this guy is. He stabbed his ex-girlfriend over 20 times while her kids were watching and killed her. He's also wanted for a murder, as we mentioned earlier, in another country. They don't get more dangerous than this guy. This is a horrible guy, mm. an animal who um, will probably kill whoever he needs to kill to remain an escapee and we will continue to follow this story. I hope he doesn't harm anybody. And I hope that police are able to get him because the longer he's out, I think police would agree with me. Every hour that passes, the longer he is not found, the more difficult it's going to be for police to capture him. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We'll take a quick break. Um, when we come back, Chris, this is a story that I've been wanting to talk about a little bit. Uh, it's about uh, U.S. actor Danny Masterton, who is now a convicted double rapist, and he just got sentenced 30 years to life. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are attacking a couple A-list celebrities, Mia Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. We'll explain why they're doing so, and then we'll talk about that coming up next. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Buddy, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? 
that true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702 and the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Steiner, the Nevada Style Pub invites you to play the best tavern, keto, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's a 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas' best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders as we make history in Vegas. Steiner's, the Nevada Style Pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place.
All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits. And it is a Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want you guys to check out my good friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They're located at Sahara and Jones, and uh, they took care of me. They'll take care of you. You know, the interesting thing is a lot of people that don't have insurance these days, if you don't have insurance, they only charge $90 copay. How awesome is that? Check them out. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Uh, Chris Wynn definitely needs to be psychologically evaluated. So do think, they do that though? They don't. They don't have shrinks over there, do they? Well, they, they do all. They do all the medical stuff. Right? They can refer you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, with your slurpy karma. Anyway, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Hey, listen, man. Another pop culture story and a, and a serious topic, and one that I certainly have some strong opinions on, Chris. I'm, I would imagine right. you do as well. First of all, Danny Masterson, uh, the actor. We've been watching him on television for a long time. Yeah. Uh, he's that 70s show TV star, uh, a show uh, in the early 2000s that was extremely successful. He's now 47 years old. Um, and he's now a convicted double rapist. Yeah. He was just sentenced to 30 years to life. Uh, Judge Charlene Olmedo allowed the victims of his crimes to read impact statements in court ahead of his sentencing. It was very emotional. I watched it. My heart goes out to them. Uh, and this guy was a Scientologist and a prominent former Scientologist and actress, Leah Ramini, attended the hearing and comforted the woman before and after they delivered their statements, which I think is awesome that she did that. But I'll tell you two people that aren't necessarily comforting victims, and that's Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis, the uh, power couple. Now, they're not rapists. They didn't do any commit any crimes. I want to be very clear on that, but there are some people that are have a problem with what they did do. Now, in some of these cases, it doesn't matter whether you're a double murderer, a double rapist, whatever the crime may be, the judge sometimes allows the defendant to have character statements from some members of his friends or family. That is a normal thing. It doesn't matter what the crime is. So, Ashton Kutcher and, and Kunis, they've known this guy, Masterson, for a long time. I mean, Kutcher's known him for decades. 20-some years. Right. Yeah. So they put out a written statement, which I am not going to read on the air because it gets me angry. Uh, and it just talks about all the nice things and, and what a great person Danny Masterson is. And I think most people would agree with me that, listen, when someone is a convicted rapist, you don't want to hear about their the nice things they've done in their life. I'm sorry. I just don't. And I can imagine that the families of the victims and the victims don't want to hear it either. So they put this statement out. And they've been chastised on social media because the statement is public. Right. The judge released it. It's public, which it should be. Here's my issue with the statement. And then we're going to get to Kutcher and Kunis and their somewhat apology. We'll play that. And I want to get your thoughts on that. But here's my problem right from the get-go. Kutcher and Kunis already knew that this guy was going to be convicted. They're saying nice things about a convicted rapist. This letter was sent... After the conviction, before the sentencing, because the way it works is a judge reads these statements before they decide, okay, what's the sentence going to be? Is it going to be the maximum? They're saying nice things about a convicted rapist. I don't care whether this is your friend or not. It'd be one thing if it was before he was convicted, right? They knew he was a double convicted rapist. And Ashton Kutcher and Kunis claim that they are champions for those that are victims of sexual assault. They, they did that in the uh, Who's the Famous... A uh, guy out of Hollywood who's now in jail, the chubby dude who, who uh, I'm forgetting his name now. You're talking about uh, Harvey Weinstein? Yes, yes. Yeah. 
they were one of the most outspoken people when it came to heart, and rightfully Absolutely. so. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated that. And now you're defending a rapist. Um, they're not defending the actions that he took. I want to be clear on that. So let's well, hear. Well, see, that's that's what's problematic, right? Is that you just you just said it. Like you just said, they're they're defending a rapist. That's not that wasn't their mentality. So I want right? to pl- right. I want to play in their words, and then we right. you can describe okay. it. Yeah. So this is uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis, sort of putting out an apology, sort of not. Here's what they had to say. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read um, and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place. Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. All right, so perhaps they're being genuine. Um, they're not criminals. They didn't commit these horrible crimes. I understand that this was their friend over a long period of time. Maybe this is just the way I think. If <laughs> I'm going to say this, well, I, it is the way you think. I'm going to say your opinion. I'm yeah. going to say this hypothetically, right? Just say a friend that I've known for 30 years, um, is convicted, is, is convicted of rape, convicted. If his or her family asked me to write a character letter, I would say absolutely not. Don't care who that is. Heck, it could be a member of my family. I wouldn't do it. If you commit a heinous crime like that and you're convicted, I want nothing to do with you. I don't care how close of a friend I was to you. I I don't want anything to do with you. For whatever reason, Kunis and Kutcher did not do that. And that's where I I have a problem. Because if he wasn't convicted, that would be different. Maybe they don't think he committed the crime. Let's let the evidence show. But I want to tell you the man that I know. That would be different. He's a convicted rapist. And if that's me, I don't want anything to do with that person, regardless of how many times the family asked me to write a letter. That's where I have a moral problem with what they did. That's my issue. Okay, so I'll look at it. And I don't want to have this be perceived as if I'm defending the two of them. I'll put it out there like this. I'll play devil's advocate, Brian Shapiro, right? Um, they were in, I talked about Kevin McCarthy being between a rock and a hard place. Yep. Mila Kunis and Ash Kutcher, you're between a rock and a hard place. There's no way you can win here, all right? Uh, wh- what their intentions were, obviously, when you say positive things about someone convicted of a horrific crime, like Danny Masterson has been convicted of, mm-hmm. all right, their rationale, for doing it is because it's in between the conviction phase and the sentencing phase is to kind of portray some type of mercy, right? On their, a person that they once knew yep. who was their friend. And so they want to, uh, and I know this is difficult to hear, but they want to kind to, they want to portray positive aspects about the person they once knew, right? Mm-hmm. To the judge to promote some type of mercy. And by mercy, I mean, uh, you know, maybe it's a lesser sentence. You know, that's that's kind of the purpose, right? Otherwise, why would you even have one of these testimonials 
or why why would you even put something like this forward? So that's number one. So, but but I would agree with you in sentiment absolutely that, and I probably lean in the same camp that you are in that it probably would be my decision, and it was absolutely Brian Shapiro's decision, probably not to say anything, right? Probably to refrain of of even commenting whatsoever. You know the whole the old moniker that your parents told you if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the direction they probably should have taken, mm-hmm. right? Instead, they went the other route where you know, and you heard Ashton Kutcher say it, where uh, and not in that the the audio clip that we played on the show, but in the in in their testimony in which and in their uh their video message in which they say we've known him for decades you know 20 something years or whatever this isn't the guy that we knew uh but it's so problematic and it's so difficult remember the movie a bronx tale when you had the mob boss talking to the kid and the ki- and and uh talking to the kid and the kid says to uh to uh Chaz Palminteri is it better to be feared or to be loved right and there's a reason why I'm bringing this up Stay with me. So, it, there, it's t- and then Chaz Palminteri says to him, it's great to be both, but it's very difficult, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of the position I think that people that give these testimonials are in because you are, you, you're in an absolutely positively no-win situation because it is a horrific crime that Danny Masterson committed. There's no, uh, obviously, especially now because it's raw and he just got convicted. People are, are very emotional about Rape is an one. The you you can argue it's the worst the worst atrocious crime that you can commit. Uh, maybe murder, but look, we're not even going scoreboard on crimes like this. It's just horrible, right? So the idea of even defending anybody that's convicted of rape is a difficult thing to do, and especially and this adds into it too, especially a celebrity, right? An actor, like uh, any any kind of celebrity in the entertainment business or or across the board, like it, it that that element comes into play also. So I'm in the camp that you're in, in which I probably wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have done a, any kind of testimonial video. And, and then you don't have any backlash, right? Like no one would be talking about Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis with respect to this case at all. Wouldn't have been talking about him. But they, uh, I'll use the word, they unfortunately did speak. And now they're catching the backlash from it. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. So um, I remember... I went to elementary school and middle school with someone that I considered a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this, this is, this is kind of hard to talk about. Um, I considered him one of my really good friends growing up in a little town called Norwich, Connecticut. And then when I was in high school, I moved to, to West Hartford with my family. But um, we talked now and then. Uh, last time I saw him, I was 14 years old. Uh, anyway, I learned in my early twenties when I got a phone call from him and I didn't even know this, that he had, he, he had committed a murder and he was convicted and his father gave me a call and, um, I was blown away because I knew this guy, Andrew's his name. I knew this guy as a pretty nice kid, pretty mellow. We had a good time. We, We used to go, we went to some Celtics games together. Um, never had any issues with him at all, mm-hmm. never inclination. And, uh, he killed a member of his family. Um, 
that's what even shocked me more that his father calls me and said, Hey, you know, Andrew wrote a list of people and you were one of the people that he wanted me to reach out to. Um, he would ask you himself, but he's in jail right now. Here's what happened. Um, and we want you to, if you can write a letter to the judge, this is the only time this has ever happened in my life. And, um, I was kind of in shock. And the first conversation I said, let me think about it. Because I, I was like in shock. Well, this is a guy I used to hang out with almost every day in elementary school growing up in junior high. And then I did a little research on what he did. Um, and he murdered his cousin in cold blood. They had some sort of physical altercation. It was mm-hmm. not self-defense. Called his father. It was a very difficult phone call that I made. And I said, listen, I always considered your son a really close friend of mine. And I'm sorry that you're going through this and it's not your fault, but I don't want to be involved. You can tell him that I wish him the best. Don't want to be involved. His father was disappointed and he said something along the lines of, well, Andrew's going to be very disappointed in you. And you, and I said, you tell him that I'm very disappointed in him, that he would take somebody's life. And that was it. And, uh, this story kind of reminded me of that, you know, um, I did not want to be involved. And I thought it would be very disrespectful to the person who died, who was murdered, um, to do so. Um, now, it'd be one thing if, you know, if someone's convicted of a crime, but you still think they're innocent, because that does happen from time to time. It'd be one thing if somebody, you know, committed a crime and the evidence showed that it's 50 50, it could have been self defense and. Whatever. There are exceptions where I would write that letter, but this was not one of them when I learned a little bit more about the case. I did not write that letter. And that's where I think Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis made a very big mistake. I don't care how close you were to this guy. I don't care how many years you worked with him. I don't care. He could have treated you like a saint. I mm-hmm. don't care. The bottom line is he is a double convicted rapist. So... That's my issue with them. I believe they deserve the backlash they got. Don't call yourself a champion of sexual assault. Like we both agree, just stay silent. You don't have to go out there and talk trash about them. Just be quiet about it. Or at a minimum, if somebody asks you in an interview to say, it's a horrible situation and my heart goes out to the victims, there's no winners here. Just make them, you know, don't write a letter. And by the way, how dumb are you to not understand that when you write a letter to the judge, the judge makes it public. So the fact that they thought that this was going to be private is dumb and irrelevant. So they deserve the backlash, in my personal opinion. Yeah. The person that deserves the most backlash is the person who committed the crimes. Um, but I do think a little bit differently now about Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis when they talk about how they're champions of victims of sexual assault. Because if they were, uh, in my personal opinion, they would not have wrote this letter. And I'll leave it at that. I did want to add. Well, well yeah. let me add something to this because sure. there, let's, let's not ignore the elephant in the room. We're talking about celebrities here, okay? Mm-hmm. We're talking about people that have sure. that have that uh, a lot of people, some people look up to as role models. We're talking about people that are yes. uh, high-profile yeah. individuals. So you told your story, right, about your situation. Your situation, yes. Uh, and by the way, the the, the parent uh, telling you that 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 the criminal who murdered people, okay? And I get, look, I get it. When you were kids, you guys were friends. That's fine. But let me tell you something, all right? Because I had relationships with people when I was a kid and I was friends with them, that doesn't have anything to do when you have when you have horrendous actions well, in your I life agree. later on down the line. I agree. So, That's but my that, point. So that, that, that parent, that, that it was his dad, right? Mm-hmm. The dad is out of line. 
shouldn't be saying that to you, that the person who's a criminal, who's a murderer, mm -hmm. is going to be disappointed in you. Give me a break. Okay, so that's yeah. one thing I'll say. I agree. But here, but here, let's, again, when I say the elephant in the room, I mean, we understand that Mila, Mila Kunitz, Ashton Kutcher, and Danny Masterson, for, 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 for the fact of the matter, are celebrities. There are, there, so there's an element of that too, which has kind of blown this up. This scenario presents itself every day in America where people commit horrific, violent crimes. And then there's testimony, there, there there's, there's people who seek out testimony for these people mm -hmm. to, so that they can get shorter sentences or get leniency when it comes to the justice system so let's not act like this doesn't happen you make a valid point and it's a your, your spot your convictions are that hey i'm not going to do it i'm not going to say anything about it i would take the same approach as well too i'm sure thousands millions of americans out there would do the same thing as well too and a lot of you at ptl nation but that wasn't the case here with Mila Kunitz and Ashton Kutcher. It, it was not, and yeah. it's it's an unfortunate situation. There are no winners here. Again, my heart goes mm -hmm. out to the victims, uh, and I agree with you. It's one of the most heinous crimes you could commit, and uh, this guy's a complete scumbag. He's a piece of garbage, um, and um, I wouldn't feel sorry for him if something yeah. bad happened to him in prison, if you know what I'm saying. And a quick detail, right, Brian, about the case. Look, he was convicted in a court of law right. by a jury of his peers, as much yeah. peers being because he's a celebrity, but whatever. And so uh, the appeal process, I mean, we'll see what happens, but there's, I mean, I, I think there's a very unlikely yeah. chance so that this is going to get overturned. And here's on something else that's really yeah. important. From my understanding, the victims, they're not suing him. They're not trying, it's not a money right. grab here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're not actresses here. They were very emotional in the courtroom. I mm -hmm. absolutely believe them 100% as I believe most victims. And um, this guy um, is a human turd. And I'm so glad that uh, these victims maybe got a little bit of justice here and, and, and that he's going to go to jail. He sounds like a very condescending, egomaniac narcissist um, who had a hit TV show and think, thinks that he's you know above the law. I mean, a lot of people uh, would probably agree with me on that. Let's switch topics here, Chris, because we haven't really talked a lot of sports. Yeah. Uh, what, first of all, uh, I have to talk a little bit about the game last night. Um, Aaron Rodgers now rumblings that he might be retiring, which actually makes sense when you look at his age. And this this is a very serious injury, right? It's an Achilles Absolutely. injury. Yeah. Uh, Jets fans, I mean, what can you say? I mean, I mean, this was a really good football team they had, but without Aaron Rodgers, the, the, come on, he's one of the most prolific uh, quarterbacks in the league. And uh, four plays in, I mean, what do you make of this? Yeah. Well, you set the scene. Let's do it, Brian. Right? Uh, you talked about this on the show yesterday. Mm -hmm. Obviously, nine eleven. It's the twenty two year anniversary. It's in New York City. Month first Monday night football game of the season, and uh, you know, great images of uh, of a, a tragic, tragic day back in two thousand one. And the first image is what? It's Aaron Rodgers, the newly acquired quarterback of the New York Jets, running out of the tunnel with the American flag. And there's just so much hope for New York Jet fans and Gang Green in New York. And then four minutes into the game, Brian Shapiro, something very New York Jet-ish happens, and your star quarterback, who is 39 years old, who's in the twilight of his career, mm -hmm. who you're you're hinging a lot of your postseason and Super Bowl hopes on, ends up rupturing his Achilles tendon, and he's yeah. out for the season. And then we saw what transpired in the game, right, where the Jets are down the entire game. They're down 13-3, to and then they get this uh, crazy punt return in overtime to win the football game. But it, it was absolutely, positively B-Shap, overshadowed by the fact that over the entire last three three months of the offseason and preseason and training camp, so much anticipation for New York Jets fans to have Aaron Rodgers there at quarterback giving them actual Super Bowl aspirations, yeah. and it just goes up in smoke in four yeah. minutes. 
unreal kind of way to end week one in the NFL. I tend to think that Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire. I don't think if, listen, it's emotional moment. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's been 24 hours. He's probably not thinking extremely rationally right now. Uh, He's probably saying to himself, do I really want to go through this again? Do I really want to do this again? And I understand why he's going through that. But I think when it's all said and done, he's the ultimate competitor. Even though I, uh, I'm not a big fan of him personally, he's the ultimate competitor. We all know the great uh, QB that, that he is. And, he, and I think he would continue to be that for at least another two seasons. Uh, listen, this is a very serious injury. I remember when Dominique Wilkins suffered a, 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 a horrible Achilles injury. He was never the same player again. But yeah. he still had a nice career after post-injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is up there in age. Um, I believe he will come back. This is a big blow to the Jets. I mean, th- there were some people that are saying this is a team that even could possibly not only make a playoff run, but maybe a Super Bowl yeah. run. Um, that's not going to happen without Aaron Rodgers. Especially that division, too, no. right? Miami Dolphins are a very much improved no. team. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills are on the division who lost that yeah. game. But, yeah, as you pointed yeah. out, look, Aaron Rodgers, um, he's got the accolades, no question. Uh, yeah. As far as a quarterback in, in the history of the league, yep. I mean, the guy has multiple MVPs. He's got yep. Super Bowl ring. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, it's just, to me, it's, it, the fascination yeah. to me about this whole thing is that, I mean, you, they were on such a high. And we have a colleague, our, our, guy, our guy, Chris Magnum Chapman, who's a New York Jets fan, mm-hmm. right? And it was just the anticipation was that, oh, this we, yeah. he, this really, he could be the missing piece, right, of the New York Jets. And now yeah. it's all up in smoke. And now you're back to Zach, you know, Zach Wilson as the guy at quarterback. Yeah. Um and also the dynamic, right, Brian? The fact that they win the football game in dramatic fashion. The guy kicks, takes a punt return back in overtime to win the game. So there's ecstasy at the end of the game, but then there's kind of the realization that, oh my God, the star, the, our star player that we just brought in is out for the season. And we're kind of back to square one yeah. when we're the New York Jets. It's unfortunate. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers will come back. Boy, there's a lot of, el- a lot, a lot of other sports stories to get to here in a short mm-hmm. period of time. Speaking yeah. of football, UNLV football. Uh, at home against a, a Vanderbilt uh, team, and mm-hmm. this would be a big win for UNLV. Some people are saying it's a winnable game. Uh, I do think it's a winnable game, but I don't think they're going to win. Uh, if they do win, uh, you start off this season two and one. That's a nice start. Um, the spread's only like four. Yeah. Vandy uh, is not a great team, but they are in a division that is very, very good. So um, they're an established team that's been around for uh, you know a while, winning football games. So you know. I don't take much away from that Michigan game at all. What I will say is this. You see these types of games early in the year. Winnable games against maybe better teams. This is the kind of game that I go on the calendar and I say to myself, you beat this team and you go 2-1, and one, then uh, I think they have a really good chance of making a bowl. Uh, and I know it's early in the season, but this is a big game for them. This is a, a game that they can win. It's at home. And uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens here. But I think it's going to be a very interesting game to see actually how good this UNLV football team is this year. Yeah, I'm in the camp, Brian, of we haven't really learned much yet as far as what this UNLV football team is going to be. We ha- we f- we have seen what we expected. We expected them to handle Bryant fairly easily. They exactly did that. We expected them to go up to the big house in Ann Arbor against the number two team in the country and probably get throttled. Didn't get throttled as bad as I thought they were going to be. And uh, it reflected in my bank account, Brian Shapiro, as far as my bets over the weekend, because I did t- take uh, the Michigan Wolverines minus a 38 but the point is, is that 
I don't think we have learned very much yet about this UNLV football team. And I don't necessarily know if we're going to learn much in this Vanderbilt game. As you pointed out, they are one of the bottom feeders in the SEC, but they're in the SEC, which is probably why they're favored by four points in this game over UNLV. And look, uh, the Rebels could absolutely win this football game, and it will be a good thing, obviously. Obviously, Captain Obvious comment from Chris Wynn here. <laughs> if they win this game, it's going to be it's going to be a good thing. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not even going to start judging this team until they play the likes of UTEP and until they get into their early conference play. That's when I'm going to start, you know, making observations as far as uh, from a standpoint of substance mm-hmm. when it comes to UNLV football because it's still way too early in the season and it's it's played out exactly, Brian the way that we've expected it through yep. the first two games. Yeah, no question. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday. That mm-hmm. should be an entertaining game. And and really, uh, this is the first game where I think we're going to get a legitimate look at uh, Odom and, and what this team is capable of doing. Shap, I'm wondering if uh, Vanderbilt grad and mm-hmm. former quarterback Jay Cutler is going to be in Vegas <laughs> for this game. I would say Jay Cutler, now very, very boisterous. Not the bodybuilder. Podcaster. Not the bodybuilder. No, Not no, the the, no, the, no the former quarterback. I know that. Yes. I'm just kidding. By the way, he's a big MAGA guy. Oh, big Trump guy. Okay, well, well, I don't want. I don't need yeah. to be anywhere around him if that's the case. Yeah. Um uh, in other sports stories, obviously the Aces tomorrow night. Uh, I'm not paying much attention to. Uh, I'll go to the game, but I'm not going to be paying much attention to uh, the first round or the second round or the third round. I'm not going to be paying much attention until what I believe will be the WNBA Finals. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, New York Liberty and the Las Vegas Aces. If there's any difference there and and something happens, then I'll be shocked. Um, that's when I'll really start paying attention because I think this these first couple rounds are going to be an absolute uh, joke. It uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to go to the game and have a good time and cover the game, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think much of that. What do you make of USA basketball not winning a medal? It's a little embarrassing. In the a little surprised, a little surprised, but it's just an indication. We talked about this with Paul McKeskey uh, last week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the rest of the world catching up, man. It's just it just happens to be a fact. It's not like it used to be, yeah. In which Team USA is going to roll out not just the best player on the court that day. Uh, but they used to roll out the best five, six, seven players on the court yeah. in any given moment against teams around the world. Not the case anymore, right? They play a team, uh, the, uh, the likes of, uh, obviously, when you're, when you're playing against Luka Doncic, Doncic, he's the best player on the floor. When they play against Team Canada, Shea Gilchrist Alexander is the best player on the floor in this, in the FIBA, in the FIBA World Cup, right? Now, when we get to the Olympics, it's a different story, right? Because you're talking about a different, completely different roster right. with the Olympics. You're going to have the actual, the A-team, as 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 Big Mo said, right? The A-team when it comes to the Olympics, mm-hmm. and you got kind of the B-team when it comes to the FIBA World Cup. But that being said, we still have expectations, right, Brian Shapiro, when it comes to USA and the game of basketball, and those expectations were not met in the FIBA World Cup. Yeah, they were not, And uh, but listen, when the Olympics come around, all the stars are going to be on that team, so I, I wouldn't be worried if you're a USA basketball fan. Uh, it's going to be a very different roster come the Olympics, uh, so I think they'll be just fine, and this isn't Steve. I, I just feel like you got a bunch of young kids who are not used to this physical style of play that are very talented, but uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look too much into it. Um, Anderson Hunt. He's going to be joining us on the show either this week or early next week. Personal friend of ours. Yes. And I was really happy for him that mm-hmm. uh, the athletic department, and I've said this about the AD here, mm-hmm. I have a very different vibe with him and feeling about him than I felt for many other athletic directors that they've had since I've been here doing radio. He did the, the right thing, something that should have been done a long time ago, and Anderson Hunt's jersey is going to b- finally be retired to the rafters. I'm happy for Anderson. He absolutely deserves it. Uh, 
Uh, there were a lot of reasons why UNLV won a national championship. Anderson is one of the main reasons. Absolutely. There's yeah. a couple others, of course, <laughs> Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman. You could also, obviously, Jerry Tarkanian, phenomenal coach. A lot of reasons. Great coaching staff, Mark Workentine, the late Mark Workentine. Mm-hmm. But Anderson Hunt was the MVP of the national championship team, and this should have happened a long time ago, and I'm happy for Anderson. He deserves it. Absolutely. Long time coming. I'll make a quick comment. Look, uh, to see the, the other players from those important teams in running Rebel history already up there in the Raptors, I have to say I am absolutely surprised that it, that this it's taken this long to have number 12 Anderson Hunt up yeah. there with them because he absolutely was imperative, obviously, especially during – you know, the yeah. most poignant moment in UNLV running Rebel history, which happened to be the 1990 National Championship. Before we go, we only have about 60 seconds. Uh, any comments you want to make about 7-Eleven Slurpees? Any picks you want to give out? Do you want to swear on the air today, possibly? I'm, I'm going to. I should probably lay my entire bank account, and it's not. It's it's, it's at least a few pennies, right? On the the Las Vegas Aces knock off the Chicago Sky in round one oh, of the no. WNBA playoffs, right? Boy, that's 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 a kiss of death for the. That Aces. was my quick comment because you because you, you you blew past me on the uh, Aces. I'll make the one comment. The problem with being the number one seed is that you don't have an electrifying series in season in series one, Brian, because you're playing the eighth seed, kiss, Chicago Sky. Kiss of death. You just picked yeah. the aces tomorrow kiss of death uh by the way tomorrow on the show we got big mo paul mckeskey gonna be joining yes. us we've got from occupied democrats grant stern uh large following he has big fan of him yes and yeah. he's gonna be giving us his thoughts on this sham of a impeachment process that mccarthy's trying to do thank you for being here chris thank you for the half-filled slurpee much appreciated and uh we're gonna take a 22-hour break we'll see you tomorrow folks have a great day